Hey, what the fuck is happening right now? Uh, right now, what the fuck is happening is you just logged into the podcast. I said it, but you laughed at it. I'm the Ugly Franco, and I have an extremely special guest here today. His name is Dr. Cockhorn, and we'll get into that after this uh, brief message from our sponsors. I hope you like that. Um, that's not our sponsor. I have no affiliation with ASAP Rocky, but that song is called is called Ar Cali by ASAP Rocky. I have to say that a million times, otherwise I'll probably get sued. Uh, that's not my sponsor. One more time. That's R. Cali by ASAP Rocky, and it's just on Spotify, and it's not illegal to fucking play music in my living room. Uh, so, yeah, fuck off. But I, I do have a guest today. Uh, it's my boy Trevor, What's a.k.a. Up? Dr. Cockhorn, <laughs> a.k.a. Longboy McSkyscraper, a.k.a. Holden Peters, <laughs> a.k.a. Holden Peters. Um, I heard, and this is a completely true story. Um, I heard one time that Trevor, he, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know I'm not wrong. Uh, one time Trevor went underwater for 30 days without breathing. This is, this is true. Yeah. This is yeah. true. No submarine. No, nothing. No, My own yeah. lungs. Yeah. Just that. Yep. Welcome to the THC life. <laughs> uh, he also fought a shark in those 30 days and won. I also hooked up with a mermaid. This that's is true. That's in my second book coming out soon. Oh, Look, your no. second book. Yes. I was going to ask you about your first book. What, How to sharks? hold in Peters. <laughs> Wait, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is turning into a train wreck. No, just kidding. We're good. No, we're goofing around. So, uh, yeah, we're just fucking sitting here in the living room. And uh, we got no agenda at all. And that's how I fucking like it, baby. You know, Josh and I haven't really talked or hung out for about, you know, what, five, six months? Maybe a year. Bro, it's been, yeah, Probably it's been, been a, a year. Uh, we were good, great friends. We had, Spent yeah, we had, we had some good times. Had some great times. We both we have we built, away. We, yeah, we built a good relationship for a long time. And then, uh, yeah, we just had some time away. You know, life happens. But yeah, we had some soul searching to do. Both of us. Yes. Both of us. And during those times, we both learned a lot of lessons. What would be your biggest lesson, Josh? Oh, dude. That you learned during that time. Oh, dude. Probably the biggest thing that I ever learned was never rent a pocket pussy. Um, that's just not a good idea. I should have known that at first, but... I just wanted to try one, and I didn't want to fully commit with the with the purchase, so I went and I went ahead and rented one. And that's similar now, to the story. Now I got herpes. Now I only have an inch left, so 
that's what I have to work with for anybody listening. You got herpes that way though. I borrowed a pocket pussy actually. Oh, you didn't so even. I, I didn't rent it. I borrowed it from a friend. That's how I got herpes. Well, oh. my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering why your face looks like that. I mean, come on, it's no. the it's the it's it's the borrowed pocket pussy. Absolutely. It's interesting. Okay. It's interesting. Well, no, let's. Man, we get... both learned. We both learned, though. For sure. That's dope. Hey, we both we both grown since the last time we saw each other. You can't even deny well, that one. Well, I mean, you got herpes, so I don't know if it's grown because of the inflammation, but mine had to get chopped off, so I don't know what kind of growth you're talking about right now. I mean, thankfully, I was blessed with about six inches soft. <laughs> okay. So they only had cut about an inch, so you. Rub it, rub it in my face, why oh, don't you? Sorry, not sorry, you brought it up. <laughs> All right, well, let's, Josh, let's get to a real, real note right here, okay? <laughs> like oh, a real, real note. Sure. All right, I'm sorry. All right. No, no, you're good. <laughs> what is the biggest lesson you learned this past year? Oh, dude. I mean, you just got to kind of, you know, from when we kind of, you know, stopped talking and kept Snapchatting each other and kept a pretty solid relationship through in the, being individualists and trying to figure ourselves out better in our youth. I think the biggest thing that I've learned is, you know, I can do it, you know, like just kind of an overall, like, um, and, yeah, you know, mentality of like, you know what, if I want to do that, I can do it. Yeah, I'm right. Whether that's you. a negative or a positive thing though, you can do it. So what I was going to say was embrace your losses. That was that's, big, what, that's what you've learned. That's that was my big thing. Okay, that person doesn't want to be in my life. Why not? How do I improve upon that? How do I take that? Hmm. How do I take that criticism and turn it into a way to improve myself? That was my big thing. I think Regard, that's important. Regardless of if if it's a woman, if it's a friend. That's something I always ask. Be truthful with me. Mm -hmm. Be truthful. What I do good, what I do wrong. So how do you feel like you handle criticism of what you do wrong? I feel like you're a big criticizer of yourself first off, and that's a good self-awareness point. But how have you taken other people kind of stepping into your life and saying, maybe things could change? My big thing was I always asked them, what would you like to see me improve on? From if it's my grandpa to my boss to my girlfriend, what do you want to see me improve on? Because I'm going to take what you tell me, I'm going to take it in, think about it, and go, do I really need to improve upon that? Do I? Eh, maybe, okay. Or is that just their opinion is that of their, what they see? Yes. Is that something they want for their own needs? Right. Because regardless of what anyone tells you in this world, Everyone thinks about one person before anyone else. Who is it? It's yourself. That makes sense. Nine times out of ten. Like, it takes the most, like, nummiest person ever to not think about themselves first. It takes, like, a pastor. Right. There are, there are, I would say there are There's some people. A few out there, but very, after they get fucked over a few times. Very few people that think of others before themselves. Yeah. You know, so yeah. okay, that's good. So, what was your biggest challenge this year? 
that you had to overcome and how did you overcome it? No, we all have a challenge that we had to face at some point during these 365. That's a good question. I feel like I've been faced with quite a few challenges, which is good. I like to be challenged. I don't like to be in a place where I'm comfortable. You know, I mean, there's a certain aspect of you have to be comfortable a little bit to be able to, you know, do stuff and stay you know, slowly growing, mm-hmm. but sometimes you get too far out of your comfort zone and you're just floundering and grabbing at anything you can. But yeah, I've been challenged in a lot of ways. Um, I think a big one for me was just honestly figuring out what I need to do for a job. Like I was working at a t-shirt shop for a year and then I worked at another t-shirt shop for four months and I found in those year and four months that I really do like making t-shirts and creating things and screen printing and being creative every day, no matter what it is. I think that is my, my thing. I have to be creative. Yeah. And I've taken that over into my workouts. I don't go to the gym and do the same workouts every day. Trying to be creative in that really quick. Not to interrupt. It's a release. It's a very good release for you. It opens your mind. It opens your mind up. It really does. Yeah. It's a great release. Yeah. 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 So going, you know, at the end, kind of like month three, at the end of the, you know, out of the four months at the second t-shirt shop, I started thinking, you know what? I don't believe in the people that I am employed by. I think that on certain levels, I can do things better than them. I have a will to try harder. I have a will to like learn more and be better where I felt like they were kind of happy and they got complacent with the, you know, uh, making t-shirts for Carney. It's the culture of their business. Totally. Totally. So I just, I just felt like I wanted to, I want to do more at this point. I cannot start a screen printing shop for myself. What, you know, asking questions like, do I even want to have a custom screen printing shop or do I just want to make a clothing brand and only make what I want to make and not deal with the soccer mom or the, you know, TJ fucking turd face. The day to day making shirts for someone else. Exactly. You went into that understanding that, Hey, I want to learn the day to day of how to make my own shirts. So when I make my brand work, I know how to run that day to day of how to make my shirts, get them out on time, Perfectly packaged, perfectly printed, out to a happy customer. Totally. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun, like, learning about how to screen print and learning how to print on different materials, like T-shirts and, you know, cotton T-shirts and polyester T-shirts and hoodies that are a little bit thicker and maybe a bag or two, you know, stuff like that. Um, You know, koozies, that type of fluffy material. Just a different... Every day, it's a different experience, but it's a different opportunity for you to grow how to capitalize on a merchandise to an extent. Like, yeah, regardless, exactly. someday you might how to sell something. Yeah, well, not even, make something yeah. to sell because then once you open everything up, sure, there there might be a day that you're not having to teach people anything, but no one gets that spot without laying the groundwork. Yes, everyone has to teach someone. Yeah, because then that person teaches the next person. Yep. And it moves on and on. 
So then one day you're not teaching anyone. Right. And hopefully, you know, I did a well enough job and I still have a ton to learn, but I had to learn from those people for the year and four months. I couldn't have just, for sure. You know, I could have totally just gotten a couple screens and gotten the squeegees and the, you know, bought all the things or something. If I had, you know, I didn't have enough money, but say I did have the resources, I could have just got it all and then floundered on my own and fucked up a ton of t-shirts and just lost money, lost money yeah. and done it and my own way mistake because it hurt your pocket. Well, you have learned from it. It hurt your pocket, <clears throat> but it's not a fun mistake to go through. Yeah. There's other ways. There's people that you should be learning from. You're, you're never at a point in life, no matter if you're 89 or freaking nine years old, where you're done learning. Like There's always, always another way to learning. skin an animal. Yes, 100%. Okay, so going off of my question, the biggest thing I learned this year, yeah, loyalty doesn't mean as much as I thought it did. Okay, we all want to be that guy who stays their whole career or something, right? To an extent, until you open up your own business. Because <clears throat> you're not going to become rich in this country without owning something. My thing was, I stuck with a company for an extended period of time. Turned down jobs, going to other major companies that would have relocated me to Colorado. Any other spot I wanted. <clears throat> turned down my loyalty. Mm-hmm. But it finally took me realizing I have a dying culture around me that's complacent. They're sticking in their spot. I'm getting looked over because the guy who's above me worked there 11 years, even though I outwork him, have more reviews than him, more positive reviews. Like, I won, I had- At Office Max you're talking about? At Office, Office Max, Office Depot, for a whole region, I had the most positive surveys in tech sales, tech, like, fixing, so computer maintenance, yeah. anti yeah, anything tech, I was in the top 1% in the Midwest of America. I won our regional My regional God. tech salesman. Okay? It's not, okay, yeah, it's obviously you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I was a 21-year-old kid who went from working at a restaurant to working there, and then they handed me the keys to come from here to Omaha, mm-hmm. handling all the tech. I had a guy who was making more than me, who's been there 11 years, and I knew the, I knew the world around him. Mm-hmm. But he'd been there. Mm-hmm. I was never going to out outroot him. So go My, back to the culture part of it. The, the culture, culture? The culture of, like, so being, when a that, boat sinks, being that 25-year guy, you know, yeah. working, you know, only yeah. making a certain amount of money a year, really working, working for the man. I remember my about a dollar or two a year raise. I got so that I got kind of culture. I got an offer from a hospital here in town mm-hmm. for a great job, mm-hmm. unreal job, love it. Mm-hmm. I accepted it. I didn't want to accept it. Mm-hmm. My mom sent me a picture of a book my stepdad is reading. Mm-hmm. My stepdad's a big business guy. Mm-hmm. He's reading the Culture Solution. She sent me this picture, and I will never forget the quote. Because it's, it was so perfect because like, man, you can work and work and work. You can outwork someone every day of your life. They're still going to have the money over you. They're still going to have the jobs. They were there. Mm-hmm. The loyalty meant something to them, not mm-hmm. to me, even though I have, even though I outworked you. 
every day of the week I have more everything. I should get that promotion. Mm-hmm. What it is is that on a sinking boat, the lazy people who became complacent, mm-hmm. who thought they were good enough swimmers mm-hmm. to make it to that island, mm-hmm. that island's a little far for them. Mm-hmm. So they became complacent. They quit, quit training every day. Yeah. But the people who worked and kept training, kept swimming every day, when that boat sank, you know who made it to the island? Because when a dying company dies, they look back at who we had. We had the guys who were there for 11 years, yeah. Because they got lazy. Right. And they realized how to cheat the system. Right. Your good talent always leaves first. Yeah. I feel that. That was something, like, no matter what, us as, when you get, when you get first job, you never think about culture. Never think about how important a good culture around you is. About yeah. how much it impacts your day to day. So what are you thinking about when you get a job? Just for when, example. So when I got my job, when I well, I interviewed at the hospital at Carnegie Regional, mm-hmm. I went in there thinking, if I don't like them, I'm going to tell them I don't want the job. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be around people I don't enjoy. I enjoyed my boss at Office Depot gym. Which is important. I enjoyed gym a lot. I didn't like anyone else there. Mm-hmm. Enjoy gym. I went there and interviewed. They took me on a tour. Randy, who is now one of, he doesn't even, he's not even my boss anymore, but we have Jerry, who is another guy who interviewed me. Uh, Randy looked at me. He went, we have two guys with master's degrees interviewing for this job and you. Mm-hmm. We don't know if you'll get it. Mm-hmm. But I left that interview going, damn, man. I told my brothers, I really hope I get that job. Mm-hmm. I liked the people I talked to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even, as I walked through the hallway with Randy, everyone said hi to me. Mm-hmm. Everyone asked me how I was doing. That's big. Made you feel important. Made you feel Made noticed. Made feel like part of the family. Part of the family. At least human. And yeah, and so now, like, you know, they, they hired me off of a whim. Mm-hmm. I just vibed with them. Yeah. That vibing, I go there every day, man. I can tell you, like, if I'm not feeling good, if I'm not, if I'm feeling sad, down in dumps, mm-hmm. someone will notice. Mm-hmm. Be like, what's up? Come on, let's go talk. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Because I went from a job that I had my girlfriend break up with me, a girlfriend, oh, girl I talked to for about a year. Mm-hmm. I went and spent a lot of money on her on a vacation. Mm-hmm. She dumped me mid shift. No one asked me. Yeah. Asked what was going on? Why was I right. so upset? And to you, you were probably. If I was, you were watching you from the third person. You're not yourself. Yeah, I'm not me. I'm not totally that. Not, not that guilt. Yeah. I'm not happy. I'm not, yeah. not talking to people. I'm just pissed. Don't talk to me. Yeah. But if I if I did that there, I would be dragged into a closet and be like, talk to me, man. What's up? Right. Let's go. Get it out. Right. And that's important to you because you have a high EQ. You're very, you need emotional people we around need, you. You're, no, we all need it. Regardless of what. You can be in the we most. We all do, but you, you can be you the most. Personally, I'm just saying you. You do. Yeah, we all need it though. Relationships are important. Yeah. So yeah, I totally get. And that where was you're coming from. But end of the day, it came down to me. I didn't want to leave Office Max. I love Jim. Mm-hmm. I felt even when I told him I put my two weeks in, mm-hmm. he didn't talk to me my whole the first after I told him didn't talk to me the whole next day. Mm-hmm. I tried talking to him, like Jim, what's up? How are you? Mm-hmm. He just ignored me. Uh, that shit hurt. Right. So what it really instilled in me was 
you're only mad because you're going to be down a guy. Right. Loyalty's not everything in this world. No. Sometimes not. in the day we have to make the choice that's best for us. Same with you not wanting to leave some of the print shops. I'm sure the one that when you left at a year and a half, that was kind of tough, right? Yeah. I mean, the first one, you know, I worked at for a year and I really liked it. I apologize, a year. Right. No, you're fine. Yeah. I worked at that for a year and I really liked that job. And uh, I just kind of got to a point where. I was asking questions and trying to learn more and because of how the business was ran, it was a small business and the owner was kind of all over the place. He couldn't spend the time that I required mm -hmm. to, you know, learn more. And so I just felt like, you know, we had a conversation one day and it was basically, Hey man, I, I can't give you what you want. And I said, I can't give you what you want. I'm not going to be here for the next 15 years working and making 50 cents raise yeah. each year. I'm yeah. not going to do that. Number one, because I'm not learning enough. Number two, because, you know, there were personal aspects that I really wasn't vibing with. Yeah. I was getting some off vibes from them. And, uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to go into that too much, but that's, that's what the conversation was. <laughs> I know, I'm a pussy. Sue oh, me. God. I was Dude, bragging. These, I was, vape, these vapes are no joke, I was, bro. I was bragging to Josh all day at dinner tonight. I was like, bro, I haven't, I haven't had no nick like three <laughs> weeks, okay? And he's like, bro, our waiter our waiter doesn't tell us midway through the supper. Hey, our card system's down, so I pay half. I pay my bill cash. We leave Josh's card, go get money. I had to go get cash. <laughs> we go get him a vape, too, because, you know, fuck you. We're going to go... We're gonna go yeah, pick. they can wait. Yeah, they can wait. <laughs> and the vape. As soon as Josh leaves me alone with his vape, I ripped that thing so hard. Ripped the little green nipple. Yeah, Josh walks back in. I go, I'm buzzing off my. <laughs> so that's what that cough was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, fuck. Yeah, like just had to laugh at. You. I just had to laugh at. You. I know you. That game. <laughs> there's yeah, for all of us, it's we all need. We need something, and if you're not willing to offer it as much as we want to stay, we're not going to. It that, that's what it came down to. I just yeah. knew that I was I'm young. Like I'm when I left, I was 22, and now I'm 23. And I just knew, you know, I watch a lot of Gary Vee. I watch watch a lot of people that constantly are talking about gamble with your youth while you fucking can, because when you get 30 and up, you may have responsibilities like a woman, children mortgages, multiple car loans, you know, whatever it may be that you have going on at that time, you will, you need to rely on a steady income. You do not have usually, you know, usually, you know, just generally speaking, you do not have the ability to quit a job in a day and find one the next day where you make the same amount of money. For right sure. now, I'm, I was making 1450 at the first t-shirt shop. I took a $2 and 50 cent pay cut to go work at the second t-shirt shop for $12 an hour. So I went from 1450 yeah. to 12 because I knew I could do that and I was going to learn exponentially more so you, at the other t-shirt shop because they've been doing you it for 5 years. traded the dollar amount for experience. Experience and knowledge. Yeah. And uh it didn't work out at the second t-shirt shop. I just they got they got happy with me. They said, "Oh, Josh is going to be back there cleaning. Josh is going to be back there working his best." 
and they never once talked to me about a raise. They became complacent, which I was... And with how I work. I get you right there, man. When I... So is that my eight-month point with Office Max? Mm -hmm. They did my review. Mm -hmm. They rated me slightly above average. Mm -hmm. The next month, I won for the for six months. Mm -hmm. They do this, take all the reviews from the region. Mm -hmm. This was a month after my review where they rated me slightly above average. Mm -hmm. I won for the whole region, mm -hmm. most customer satisfaction, mm -hmm. most name mentions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. Out of thousands of employees and they were willing to lose you because yeah. they didn't want to spend the time that you needed and it's not even that but looking back it? on it it was just like how am i slightly above average right when you really know i'm probably one of the best in the nation. and so i went at least making, in the midwest at least in the i region. went from making a i made jack dick working from 1150 right now i make 25. damn <laughs> like I, when I accepted my job, they thought I was bullshitting them. Yeah. Like, they were like, yeah, no, where you worked at? Carnegie Regional Medical Center. <laughs> and they're like, uh -huh, yeah, yeah, right. I was like, call them. <laughs> Do it. Hey, you want Heather's phone number? I have it right here. Right. And like, How much do we got off for you to stay? Like, 30? <laughs> 30? For sure. Like, because you knew, and without leaving that comfort zone of you know, a little bit of a comfort zone of Office yeah, Max as much as and finding a new job and trying to like go out and be involved in that, you would have never learned that you're that somebody else thinks you're worth twenty five fucking dollars an hour. Yeah, and you that's had to get uncomfortable. That was going back to my point of I had to learn loyalty is not everything. Mm -hmm. That's a hard fact for you and I. Well, loyalty I, yeah. means so much to me. It, it hurts. I tried being me. as loyal as I, I tried giving Jim every opportunity, man. I tried it. Tried it, he rated me slightly, but I remember him telling me that to my face. And so they used to put me back in print. Mm -hmm. When I'm your head tech, mm -hmm. and that's how they got me to slightly above average. So I was not, I didn't care about print. That shit pissed me off. So what's print? For it was like, I was running like, I was printing pictures and stuff. Oh. When I'm normally fixing computers, rebuilding computers, Right. A blown motherboard, like the caps on the motherboard, I'll replace the motherboard, I'll do it all within like seriously an hour. Yeah. I got fishing at it. I could beat Best Buy in Grand Island. I had more people right. bringing me computers to Office Max in Grand Island. Yeah. Than the Best Buy there. Yeah. Just for me. Yeah. I could do it. So like I knew my worth. You did. But they put me back there so I get a dock so then they could bring it up on my review. They go, well, you're really good in sales, technology, yeah, but you're print. And I was like, dude, I'm not a print guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you put me here. It's not yeah. like it's my choice. And though. so if I look, choice, I'd be the fucking Especially when like, I sat down with my mom and my stepdad, and they really pointed it out. Like, that's not what you're wanting to do in life. That's what really was like, man, they're putting me in a spot to fail. They are. On purpose. Up to fail. On purpose. Yeah. Why? Because they can justify not paying me what my worth is. Because, well, you, you're not good in print. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm not good at print. I'm good at something else. Did you hire me for that? Yeah. So, like, that was 
no matter how much people say they care about you, yeah. end of the day, it's about one thing. What can you do for them? 100%. And that's 100%. where... 100%. That's where the... To an extent, yes. Like, with those... Bit, even... Well, it's a big franchise. Yeah. Obviously, that way, yeah. yeah so Carney Regional is... Carney Regional started off by five doctors who left the big hospital. They put employees first. I didn't know this until I went through my orientation there. Like, yeah, they asked me, is a month in, what do you want to do? It didn't matter if I wanted to become a doctor, wanted a business degree, wanted this, that. Hey, you spend four years with us. We'll send you to school during these four. After a year, we'll start sending you to school. That's something that really hit home. Mm-hmm. Same with them. I even told you about this yesterday. They, after, it was a week in my job. Mm-hmm. My boss, Jerry, threw a party at his house. He went, you have to bring your mom. Right. That's something huge for me. Yeah. Why? Because it made my mom meet Jerry's wife, mm-hmm. meet Jerry, meet Randy, meet everybody. Family, like you said before. Yeah, it's that's something they brought up in the meeting, in my interview. It's a family. Man, we're closing in on about, what, 45 seconds? Yeah, we got about 30 seconds left. I think we need to do a part two. I agree. This was, so, like, this was a deep-ass talk for 30 minutes. And we will segue into it, but right now we're going to close this one out. I'm also going to pee. Don't worry. You can hear. <laughs> okay. That's our cue. Tune in for part two with uh, Mr. Cockhorn. Thanks for listening to part one.